like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Time for some fun and beautiful music this week for Song of the Soul with an Eau Claire musician, farmer, and landscape artist by the name of Joe Maurer. Joe is the coconut half of the duo Coconut and the Duke, and together they make eclectic, offbeat, quirky, and beautiful music. Joe Maurer is here today with me in person in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Joe, I'm so pleased at last to have you here for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark, for being persistent, and I appreciate the opportunity. Give me a little bit idea of your history with music. When did you start as a music maker and maybe eventually as a songwriter? I think I started music as piano lessons, as a lot of kids do, and I played drums in junior high school to the chagrin of my parents. I played them badly. And I still struggle with rhythm. But from there, I got into college. I started getting serious about making my own stuff. So did you continue with the piano? Did you give that up along the way? Are you a keyboardist? What do you think of yourself as now? I think of myself as a singer and a stringed person. And was it any part of your studies? Was it something that you actually took classes in, or was this just a aside? This what you did when you tried to get away from the damn schoolwork? No, I did a semester in jazz band at Northland College in Ashland, Wisconsin, and that's where I met my current uh, songwriting partner. Do give me a little bit of the demography of your life. I mean, where did you grow up? Where did you move to? I know you spent some time in Pennsylvania. Are you just a world traveler? Uh, Mark, I'm originally from Minnesota. Marina and St. Croix is where my family grew up. Started as a Midwesterner, went to art school in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. From there, I head to graduate school at the University of Pennsylvania to study public art, landscape architecture. I'd say uh, I spent a year at Northland College in Ashland doing environmental studies, and I, I guess I wanted a bridge between art and the environment. I spent most of my time doing music <laughs> at Ashland. I was in jazz band and playing music with this other guy, chasing girls. Well, that leads me to your professional life. Are you a professional musician, or is this only on random nights that you get to do that? Are you an artist? What do you consider your profession to be, if you can name at least one? I'm an artist. The process of music is similar to creating anything, and I by analogy, I've, I've sort of come to realize that you have opportunities to use all your senses to create, and that's what I try to do. And how's that working out for you? Because I was wondering, I was going to ask you if you're a farmer. I am, and uh, we have a small dairy farm. My wife runs it, and I'm assisting there, grazing-based, uh, grass-based. Grass is our cash crop. There's a lot involved in it. It's, it's been a lot of learning. I'm, I'm still very much 
a beginner learning about the processes of that. But to answer your first question, how's it working out? Really well. I don't rely on music as a monetary thing. We don't really tour. We don't put albums out regularly. The last one we put out was 2009. The thing that's been consistent for us is we consistently write, and the we I'm mentioning is Lucas Stangle, who is the other half of Coconut and the Duke, which has been a band, oh, I'd say, been in existence for about six years now. And so the question naturally arises, Coconut and the Duke. I believe that Lucas is the Duke and you are the Coconut. So the name is what you're asking about, and the name comes from two places. Uh, I uh, was down from surgery in Florida, and they have a lot of coconuts in Florida, and I found out you could put a stamp on them. So I got the nickname Coconut Joe from all my friends, shortened to Coconut. The Duke is also a shortened name. He worked as a coffee jerk at Borders, and he used to take the empty straw containers and put them on his head. So he got the name the Duke of Straw from his boss. It's it's pretty silly. Well, that's probably a good random way to name a band. So I'll remind our listeners that the website where you're going to find out about Joe Maurer and Lucas Stengel is coconutandtheduke.com. Of course, you can always follow the link that I have on northernspiritradio.org. So let's get started with your music, Joe. So what do you want to start with and why? I'm going to start with... Trey Mello Reprise. This song was uh, a dream, really. It was performed and written on the spot, and then afterward we put it down on paper. It is a Coconut and the Duke piece written in the basement in Pennsylvania, and I'm not ashamed to say under the influence it was written, and uh, I think it came out quite beautifully. There are two versions. This is the reprise, the short version. It features a clarinet solo from Steve And I choose it because I think dreams are interesting to pay attention to. And I want to touch on meaning, but we can get to that in other tunes. So we'll start off Joe Maurer's Song of the Soul with Trey Mello, Reprise, the short version, performed by Coconut and the Duke, and some other folks. Thank you. 
Entre Mello Reprise. That's performed by Coconut and the Duke. Website, coconutandtheduke.com. And Joe Maurer, who is Coconut, is here today with us for Song of the Soul. You said, Joe, that that was based on a dream. I'm assuming your dream. What was the dream, or can you tell me anything about it? Was it was it about compost, or what was it? I guess uh, if I'm allowed, I'll just kind of talk about the themes that I was dealing with. In the chorus, it says, what a beautiful thing to share. Don't let them see in there. They're sort of opposing lines, right? For me, I'd, I had gone to a route in my body and my brain, and when we dream, things don't make sense. So there may be lyrics that seem nonsensical or stream of consciousness. That's a kind of reflection. And then ending up in a beautiful place. You're on some sort of route in your dream, and then you want to share this beauty, right? Have you ever had an experience, Mark, where you want to share something so beautiful, like I'm looking out your window and it's beautiful fall right now, but it's also private property, you know? It's like... It was this feeling, the theme that I was dealing with was wanting to share, but also wanting to keep something for yourself. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's more about a question than it is about a thing, or it's supposed to be a song about raising more questions, I guess. Well, I'm down with that. I, I like questions to be raised, and I think it's one of the sad things in our world that a lot of times we don't allow people to ask their questions, and we evade them. And So the questions you like to grapple with, the ones that call to you. Can you say anything about their nature, or is it just random all over the board? I like catalysts. I like things that lead to action, questions that cause us to reassess and and, uh, change our viewpoint. I'm a big fan of changing viewpoints, (laughs) getting with people that have a different political view or a different economic background or situation, I think is healthy. I think we need to talk to people we don't know more. How did you grow up religiously, spiritually? Because that's one of the ways that a lot of times our society gets really stratified. It's like, here's the evangelicals over here, and here's the atheists or the spiritual but not religious folks. How did you start out, and where'd you go? Yeah, thanks. I was raised Lutheran, primarily Methodist, experienced friends in Philadelphia, where I ended up, where I see spirituality, religion as a route more than an end. And I'm open to many practices and points of view. I'm a searching agnostic currently, but I don't know if you directly asked that. But uh, yeah, that's where I came from. I figure that poetry and music are some of the best ways to explore our questions. Poetry, because it doesn't slap things shut, is a particularly good way. Is musical a spiritual experience for you? Yeah, in the sense that it's a route for me. It's a path that can lead to other experiences, positive and negative. And, you know, we spend a lot of time in our lives trying to interpret experience. And music is a way for me to enter into that in a right-brained way. Your right brain, in case you don't know, is the creative side. I like to let that take control of my life because I feel like the rational brain, at least for me, it's, it only goes so far. I think for everybody. I think for Western culture, we've seen how far it can go. It can get ugly. <laughs> I know that, among other things, that you work with Next Step Energy. So you're doing solar and other kinds of adaptations of houses, energy. Is that a left or a right brain function for you, or how do they mix? It's a bit of both. I'd say um, you, we spend, you know, we're, we're running a business there. I'm not the owner. 
but ultimately we need to pay bills and pay employee salaries. So the nice thing is we've had a, an opportunity to branch a bit into design. So I've designed a pavilion in a floodplain for a community garden. It's called Phoenix Community Gardens. And this fall, uh, that building, that structure is going to be constructed. So I've gone through the city processes for about a year, and we've found recycled materials locally. We've got a sawmill. It's an all-wood structure, kind of fun. It's regional in character, designed through community process. It sounds cool. I'll look forward to it. Of course, the gardens are one of the gifts that we have here, getting people out together in the earth, people who don't have room at their houses or perhaps just prefer to do gardening in community. It's pretty cool. Let's keep going on your Song of the Soul, Joe. What do you want to share next? The gardens that you're referring to are actually community gardens where we grow food. So appropriately, the next song is called Brother, Can You Spare a Dime, which we uh, did as part of our Cover of the Month series in the winter months during a time when many people are in need. And we, for this, made a little video for Feed My People, which is the local food bank, and dedicated this song to them to try and raise awareness of that great organization feed my people. They used to tell me I was building a dream. And so I followed the mob. When there was earth to plow or guns to bear, I was always there, right on the job. They used to tell me I was building a dream With peace and glory ahead Why should I be standing in line Just waiting for bread? Once I built a railroad, made it rhyme, I made it race against time. Once I built a railroad, now it's done. Hey brother, you spare time. Once I built the tower to the sun, brick, rivet, line. Once I built a tower, now it's done, brother, spare time. Once a khaki shoot, gee, we look swell for that Yankee doodle-dum. Half of the boots went slogging
classic song, Brother, Can You Spare a Dime? You do that differently than I've ever heard it before. You start with the spoken part, and you've got a little bit of background music going on there. When it's keyboards, is that you, or is that someone else doing keyboards? That's actually an instrument called a melodica. It is a keyboard that you blow through, and that's the Duke playing that. I noticed on your website, which is, again, coconutandtheduke.com, I noticed that I think you don't like being put into a box musically or any other way, probably. You describe your music all over. Maybe sometimes it's rock, folk, jazz, and that undefinable thing. Is that an inner need that makes that, or is that just, why is it that way? I think we just feel like we, we like, my friend Lucas, the Duke, uh, has a music blog called The Late Greats, and he's kept it going for about 10 years, and he supports The Late Greats, artists that are writing great music and are not known as popular stuff. So I think our tastes are eclectic. One of my favorite bands that I enjoy listening to is quite eclectic. They're called Steely Dan. But, you know, I think we have a sound. If I'm allowed to go out on a limb here, I think we definitely have our own sound. So our concern is less about uh, classifying and more about sound. We're interested in exciting sounds. Yeah, I did notice that in your music. Often you'll have some form of background or ambient noise or animals or people or silverware clattering. I don't know. You have a lot of that in there. So you're really putting together soundscapes instead of that. I guess maybe that goes with your landscaping degree. You learn to do that both auditorily as well as visually. Yeah, it's it's part of enjoying all of our senses, and and I mentioned that I I like to think of uh, songs as being similar to painting. You build layers. Certainly, our last recorded effort in two thousand nine had a we overdid the layering. In fact, of sound, <laughs> it was one of our interests. We'd like to do the next record with just a few instruments. <laughs> Is music something you do kind of daily? You get home and, okay, I'm going to kick back and pull out the guitar or the whatever, or, or maybe I'm just going to play with my silverware and make music? It's something we like to do daily. I'm speaking for myself, I'd say uh, biweekly. <laughs> I have intense moments where I oh, that's all I do, and then I, I take breaks. I have an eclectic life of dairy farming, solar art, and I'm working on a web series for a farm show as an editor. <laughs> so in between there, we try to incorporate that into farming and, and the web series. And What is the reason that you perform? I, I mean, I first met you in your music a couple years ago for Taste of the World, an event that I organize where we have people bring food from all around the world together. It's a big potluck of the community with restaurants chipping in. And we wanted music that adds to the event. So that's where I learned your music. Is it benefits? Is it just fun? Or are you not going to one day get rich off of it? Well, I think any artist, musician, understands that there's a sense of impermanence to making this sound. Music being one of the most impermanent arts, really, in its true form. That's one part of it. I think the other part of it is that we get to interpret our own stuff you know like we did a whole year of cover songs once a month we recorded and reinterpreted somebody else's song when you're stripped down to two guys and you've got a mandolin and a couple of voices 
then you have to get to work and figure out how to make interesting sounds when you don't have 400 layers. <laughs> well, I'd like to taste some more of your music, so why don't you get us started with another song? Number three, this one is called Third Night. I'll just leave it at that.
friction between strangers. I'll let go, big apple, and take the last bite. All the data files, junk piles, and toxic waste sites. Go and open the bullpen and follow the new line. Don't add to the good old days. Build on the Third Night by Coconut and the Duke. You're listening to Song of the Soul. I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet, for this Northern Spirit Radio production. Website, northernspiritradio.org. On there you'll find seven years of our productions of Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action. Many wonderful guests, and I encourage you to browse out there, graze on the great music and thought and feeling and intuition and experience that's shared there. Again, northernspiritradio.org. You can listen or download. You can also subscribe via iTunes and other places. We have our own RSS feed as well. 
We have links to all of our guests there, like to Joe Maurer, who's part of Coconut and the Duke, and the website is coconutandtheduke.com. There you'll find all of their recordings, and they don't make as many recordings as I would wish, Joe, because I suppose what between being a solar artist and a farmer and a few other things, being married, I mean, that takes time. I forgot to mention that, one of the most important ones. And thank you, Mark. I appreciate the compliment. Do you like mandolin? I, of course, love mandolin. There's a monthly get-together here called the Song Circle. And Ralph, who's part of that, brings his mandolin like he did just last Sunday and gets playing it in the midst of... He'll go between guitar and mandolin, and we're all singing our hearts out. And uh, mandolin is a particularly sweet experience for me. Guitar is wonderful in its own richness, but mandolin makes me sore. It's particularly underutilized, I think, in music, in uh, at least in the United States, Coconut and the Duke both got playable mandolins around the same time, and it was sort of a jumping point for us to explore what kinds of sounds we could get out of it. I think we get picked on a little bit because we're not proficient at all in traditional types of music like uh, bluegrass or old-time music, which I think is beautiful. However, I love the power of taking on an instrument and approaching it, as uh, Mark Rebo would say, He's an artist that I'm really influenced by, a noise stick. So let's forget everything, every association that the mandolin was associated with and start by making sounds. Of course, we play pop music, but how about it? Let's try and make uh, different sounds within the framework of pop music with the mandolin. You mentioned the year where you did a cover each month. Can you name all of the covers that you did or maybe most of them? I'll name my uh, favorites. I really enjoyed a cover we did by Bon Jovi called Living on a Prayer. We actually got national airplay with it. It's a silly song. It's uh, done in 5-4 uh, time. Uh, you know, Take 5 by Dave Brubeck. And then we took a kind of hair rock 80s and maybe 90s song that was uber played on the airwaves and reinvented it. That was fun. Then we did Panama by Van Halen. What else do we do? Uh, watching the Girls Go By. That was a good one. A Red Hot Chili Peppers number. Can't remember the title. Pilates Dream, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Boy, I'd have to see the list, but uh, those are the ones that stand out. Well, all of your music's going to stand out for our listeners as long as we get around to it. So let's keep on moving. What's your next song for your Song of the Soul, Joe? Uh, this next song is very dear to me. It's called Venison Jerky. A little explanation about the odd title. I had just moved away. I've moved away from my songwriting pal, the Duke, and this song is really a direct communication between the two of us. And part of that communication was I'm a hunter, I bow hunt, and we uh, had a little jerky fest in Minnesota, made a bunch of venison jerky, and I put it in the mail to him. So, taste this place, I'll mail venison jerky.
speed of life, the speed of light. No, we won't be singing tonight. Ten years gone, it went so fast. Shed some tears and we had some laughs. here today for Song of the Soul, and the song was Venison Jerky, which is exactly the kind of thing you'd expect someone from Wisconsin or Minnesota to share. You mentioned that you're a bow hunter. That is less common. I think there's probably a few too many people who use hunting season as an opportunity to drink nights and then go out with guns during the day. What's your experience? Why do you do bow hunting? I like the taste of the meat. I enjoy being out. Bow hunting requires a certain patience and skill set that other types of hunting don't. Specifically, you have to be in close proximity to your prey in order to kill properly. Actually, this year, I'm taking a break from bow hunting because I don't feel as practiced. I may get out. I have a license, but it's not on my top to-dos. I have a friend who bow hunts, and actually, tomorrow, we're going to butcher a deer together. 
when you're bow hunting, is it typically a solitary thing? I mean, I'm I'm kind of thinking that hunting most of the time is, except for the nights when you, you go indoors or something and, and you, you're hanging with the folks and talking about every animal maybe that you saw or every leaf that you saw fall during the day. Is it a solitary exploit? Is it a spiritual exploit as well as, a, you know, fill my larder? It's definitely a route for me. I refer to spiritual as a route. It's a quiet time. It's It's solitary. The methods that I used were specific to a a hunter that I admire. His name is Chris Eberhardt. He hangs from a tree from equipment that's similar to what tree trimmers use. So there's no stand, and you really can't have more than one person, and you're hanging there for hours. But it allows what it allows for is a movement uh, all the way around the tree, so you can shoot from every angle. When I get bored, I do just swing around too. So it's kind of fun for that too. I imagine that keeps them away, though, (laughs) pretty much. That's kind of interesting, though. You said you've got a license, but you're probably not going to go hunting. Is that just because you have money to burn because uh, solar artistry pays off so well or or maybe dairy farming? Well, I am a resident of Wisconsin, and if you do want to hunt here, it'll cost you $24 to get a license. Out of state, I think, is 180 I just got a lot on my plate. So I don't have a lot of time. It does require practice. I didn't shoot as well as I would have liked to last year. I, I recovered one deer, and um, it happens that you injure deer also, and that happens. So I just don't want to do that and again. So I learned from my mistakes, and next year, or late season maybe if I practice more. In the song Venison Jerky, you mention one of the lines is something like, you're referring to the speed of life and the speed of light. And I get the sense that it's an unplugging for you. At the time that you wrote this song, and you know, you're know you connecting up with Lucas over the distance, were you in a faster place where you needed to unplug? Was that part of it? I had left the faster place. I was working in New York City, and I had moved to the Midwest, which is admittedly slower. I went to North Dakota to visit my brother, where we'd hunt together, and parts of the song came out of that. That's a whole other time, a timescape. And in fact, you can go to towns and ask that question, what time is this place? Well, you can look around and see, well, there's 1930, there's 1970, there's 1950. So there's a sense of playing with time. You notice the intro of the song has a a messed up time. Things aren't quite together, and they coalesce to a few harmonies. So experiencing different bodily times was one of the themes, definitely. Since you mentioned harmonies, there's something I was going to talk about back when you did Third Night. That song really struck me for its harmonies. Mm -hmm. At one point, I was thinking of the harmonies that were done by Crosby, Stills, Nash, Mm -hmm. sometimes young, you know, Sweet Judy, Blue Eyes, and uh, Our House, and other songs like that. Teach Your Children, that's another one. I just love their harmonies. In that song, at first I was thinking Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and then I was thinking, no, wait a minute, that's the Beach Boys type. That's the one that hit me more strongly then eventually in that song. When you sing, and when you sing particularly, I guess, with Lucas, singing together you can be weaving tunes in and out in different parts, you know, like Simon and Garfunkel did with the Parsley Sagel's Marion Time with mm-hmm. the, the counterpart there versus harmonies, which you do. So when you're exploring stuff vocally with Lucas, is it harmonies that you're looking for, or is it weaving together of tunes? Or maybe maybe this is an irrelevant question. I don't know. I think it's 
It's not a formal thing. We try to find places for our voices to fit, setting words to music and thinking about how they'll work best. I'd say Lucas and I, uh, as we made a, a recording together in 2009, really struggled. I think he thought that I didn't like his voice. In any partnership, you definitely have opinions where things fit and where they don't. There was some tension, and I think we worked through that. So we're not really uh, together, <laughs> to be totally honest. We're trying to play with that fact that we're not really together. I think Lucas tends to do more of a rap speech, you'll find. He will sing, and I encourage him to do it more. I tend to be drawn to uh, I'm not an old-style crooner, I guess. It's more of a Beach Boys. I love those Beach Boy harmonies. and I only learned about that album Pet Sounds recently from a friend, and he said, you should really check this out. It sounds like your record. <laughs> what a great record. I want to listen to it more. And I want to listen to some more of your music before our hour runs out. What's up next? Sings a Bright Blue Bird. Just a note on this song. Lucas came up with the music. He challenged himself to do five notes. There are five notes in the song. It's got an unusual beat to it. It's a 2-3 rhythm. So he was experimenting with simple things to create beauty. I heard it, and I said, God, we got to write some great lyrics. On the MP3 that he sent me, this is a lot of times how we'd write music. We'd send music over email. He was living in Pennsylvania. I was living in Wisconsin, and we'd pass music back and forth through the Internet. On the title of this song, it was 3-2 Beer, which is a type of beer that you can apparently get in Minnesota at the gas station. Anyway, I thought it was pretty trite <laughs> for, for as how uh, beautiful, at least my, to my ears, the song was. And I, I wrote the words and came up with a melody to layer on top of it. Sings a bright blue bird, inspired by a childhood in the alleys of St. Paul. Children playing in the night after the rain. After the rain, you were children playing in the night after the rain. After the rain. After the rain 
Together, they're Coconut and the Duke, and that was their song, Sings a Bright Blue Bird. It's being shared here today by Joe Maurer for his Song of the Soul. One thing that stays with me from what you mentioned at the beginning of the song was that he really stretched himself, and he included five notes. Is this a conservation ethic, that he doesn't want to use extra notes, or is that because of his rap tendencies? I think it, and you know, you put certain parameters on yourself to see what you can come up with in any creative process, and that happened to be one of the parameters. Toward the end, I was hearing, was it a dog that's howling or whining, or what's that? Do, do you train dogs, or do you just imitate them? I'd forgotten there's a dog in there. Uh, he's playing an instrument called a melodica, and actually, yeah, his uh, dog wasn't trained, but his dog sings when he plays a melodica. I've been encouraging him to try and bring the dog on the stage and do this act in the spirit of Coconut and the Duke and our eclectic tastes. Each time as I'm listening to a song, I'm also asking where it fits in the big picture of things. And you mentioned about this childhood in the streets of St. Paul, just what the big picture of what the world is. And I hear you doing a lot of exploration. You like to be a seeker, which of course, as, as a Quaker myself, I'm I'm into seeking. But I always wonder then what you've found and what comes out of it. So do you take anything away from either this song or your other songs, stuff that you say, okay, no, well, this I know. Yeah, it was an experience. Uh, my grandparents had a, a house in St. Paul, and it had an alley, and the kids were playing. And, you know, literally, I kind of name off what's going on if you listen to the lyrics closely. I wanted to create, uh, paint a picture of beauty. It's, uh, again, this song to me is like a painting of beautiful color. You can go to an abandoned parking lot and find beauty, find a life can exist in, in the cracks of, of the tar and uh, how sound moves in a landscape that's man-made. Laughter bouncing off painted walls is one of the lyrics. This creating a, a place... And creating a place comes from being in a background of landscape architecture, too. So, Well, I think it's come down. We've got time for one more song, Joe. And how would you care to finish off this song of the soul? I know there's more music, and I do hope people will go to coconutandtheduke.com and track down more of your music. There's one out there that's kind of seasonal, Halloween one that's out there that's kind of crazy. Eclectic and crazy sometimes are synonyms. How do you want to end this one? 
I'm going to end with a song called Visiting Dan. A little background. This is an instrumental. It was dedicated to my brother as he was going through a rough time, going through uh, a treatment, actually, at uh, Hazleton. And I visited him and played this to him while he was in the hospital. It's an instrumental. I'm going to play it live in the spirit of breaking away from the model of the show to be a rebellious So we'll take you out for today's Song of the Soul with one last song by Joe Maurer. It's called Visiting Dan. Joe, I just appreciate many ways that you contribute to the Eau Claire area, not only musically, but environmentally and farmally. You've got so many different gifts that you're bringing to the whole area. And thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Mark, thank you. This has been a lot of fun, and I'm glad I could farmally inspire you. Visiting Dan by Joe Maurer. Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org.
and I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.